When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venice. We're back together, son. How are you? Hi, Bully. Great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This episode is sponsored by the Harlequin, Nick Quinn. To be more like Nick, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become an official sponsor, get bonus content including the Joe and Dan Rugby Show, and grow the show today. You're listening to The Marler Show. It isn't on the radio. It's a podcast, fool. You listen anywhere you go. The Joe Marler Show. Hello there, and welcome to our show. I'm Joe Marler, and this is Tom Fordyce. That was a new way of doing it. You're very smiley today. Very smiley. I think I'm pissed. Um, but less about that. How's um, how's my mate getting on with your your vision? Yeah, the your vision. <laughs> We're not holding it in Froome in Somerset. Uh, is Froome? Actually, is it's Froome. I'll say that again. No, no, it's spelt Froome, but it's pronounced Froome. Is it? Yeah, that's why I was confused. Because I stayed down there in a little B and B next to a, a church in a place called Truddux Hill. It's a lovely story, this. And it is really lovely, but it was. It turned out to be like a really heavily Christian B&B, and we did some unholy things. <laughs> <laughs> and they found out. Well, I think it was quite obvious at breakfast the next morning <laughs> the unholiness had happened. Just because it's not in the Bible doesn't mean it's not game on. Anyway, yeah. That sounds like a line I've used before. <laughs> how's, how's your revision getting on? So... As of today, Joe, we haven't had a response from Celine Dion. You're here, there's nothing I fear. Lulu. Shout. Ding, 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 ding. Make me want to shout. Do, 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 shout. Michael Ball. Michael Ball. It's going to get harder. Sam Ryder. I'm up in space, man. I'm up in space, man. And Lordy or Yordy, who were the heavy metal boys who won Eurovision a while ago. All I fucking bear pussy. <laughs> well, the bad news, Joe, is we've heard from none of those. Um, Why but- the fuck have you just made me sing all of them if we've heard back from none of them? Because you might have to do impersonations oh, on the God. night. But, Joe, apparently there is a very good Italian restaurant in Glasgow, because we asked about this the other yep. week, called La Lanterna. We've Lovely. been recommended this. So um, what if we do a cheeky five-star review for them and ask if the owner fancies a little cheeky slice of Eurovision? Sri Lankan Italian restaurant owner, is he? Joe, we've also had a message from Donna Grimwood who says she's coming along and she will bring the Tunnock's Caramel Wafers. Tell me you're a fan. I thought that. I just looked at that and sort of thought it was the Tunnock's Camel. Fucking <laughs> 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 hell, we're bringing a camel. If That's you can not... get your hands, Donna, on a camel. A camel's European? Can you get European There's not camels? many deserts. In Europe, are there? No, but do you, you? I see camels all the time. I see camels everywhere. <laughs> I, think, I think they might be llamas, but they look like camels. <laughs> has he got? Has he got a lumpy back? I don't know. Do you know the I difference see... between a camel and a geometry? Uh, one's a shape and one's an animal. <laughs> What's a geometry? What's a geometry? I think a camel's got two humps and a dromedary has got one hump. Oh, okay. That's a real animal, is it? Basically, Joe, now more than ever, we need our listeners to pull this out of the bag. 
get along to Glasgow next year for your Joe Vision and make sure it's not a massive disaster. You're Joe Vision. So please do let us know if you can help out in any way. In the meantime, if you want to support the show, you can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify and Patreon for just a pound a week. Yes, that is just one pound a week. You can get bonus content, including the Cauliflower Club with my mate Dan Cole, ad-free episodes, and you'll be growing the show at the same time. I didn't know you were going to do that whole section, but it was very good. Thank you. (laughs) Should we get a guest on? Can I sober up first? We don't have time for that. Okay, who are we getting on? <laughs> that was quite drunk, wasn't it? <laughs> A drag queen, Joe. <gasps> Our guest today is Josh, who is a drag queen and is also known as Blue Hydrangea. Oh, hello. Welcome. I'm going to go with Blue. Yeah. We're going to. So I'm going to refer to you as Blue. It'll get so many more views because of that. Well, I just, uh, with the greatest respect to. The people that gave you your birth name, I actually think Blue Hydrange is better than Josh. Oh, thank you. <laughs> More effort went into it, probably. Yeah, much nicer. Well, welcome. Thank you for coming on on the show. I appreciate that. Thanks Tom, you're yet me. to say hello. It's because you keep speaking. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hello, Blue. Hello, Tom. Why is Blue spelt without an e? Just to be a bit different, you know. Fair enough. It's you know like Cher. She is like a cool name. I thought Blue without the E, that's a cool name. I, I imagine that her full name is Cheryl or something, and she's taken off the Y and the L. Can we get that information, please, quickly, Ryan? <laughs> is her full name Cheryl? Oh! Cherylin! Yes, Blue. There you go. She is called Cherylin. <laughs> Would Cherylin be a good drag name? If you're like a Dolly Parton kind of yeah. queen, I imagine. You have long nails and you do the... Isn't that how she wrote one of her songs? What, without hands? She clicked her nails. Blue's got some amazing what? facts. <laughs> so early in the show. The gayest nothing, fun facts you're going to get. to do with drag, but... <laughs> what song was it? Nine these. to five? Working nine, nine to five. Yeah, yeah, what am I like doing a, my nails for, though? It starts with a... Digga, 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 doesn't it? Dun, 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 Are you sure dun, dun, they didn't dun. use one of those frogs? That you, the yeah. wooden frogs that you can get with a stick. <laughs> <and> it goes... <laughs> yeah, but it probably it started with her nails. I know she does like an acoustic version with her nails. <laughs> <laughs> Dolly Parton unplugged his hair nose. <laughs> this is a ridiculous start. Ridiculous. Uh, me and Blue actually know each other already, Tom. Tell me more, Joe. We worked together for Queens for the Night. Mm. And you became my drag mother, even though you're at least 17 years younger than me. Your drag sister. My, my drag sibling. Queens for the Night, Joe, is a television programme we should explain. Oh, yeah. It was a television programme where they got six... I don't like using the word celebrity. But you are? Six. Why did you even mention celebrity then? Because that's the description of the show. Guests? Six people. (laughs) (laughs) Five celebrities and one guest. One guest. And they've never um, done drag before. Mm -hmm. And they partnered us up with the top drag queens in the UK. Who were the other guests? Ian Beale. Ian Beale. George Shelley from Union J. Uh, Steve McDonald. Mr. Motivator. Oh, oh, he was good. And Chris Hughes from Love Island. Love Island. Gotcha. Obviously, yeah. I'm biased, but I definitely had a result in getting Blue Hydrangea as mm. my mentor. Because you won... RuPaul's Drag Race UK. So you were on world. RuPaul's Drag Race season one, was it? Yes. And you came... Fifth. 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 Not too bad. Not too bad. That's normally a fan favourite placement, so pretty good. What about fourth? <laughs> Forgettable. <laughs> no one remembers fourth. <laughs> Let's be honest. The winner of my fir- the first season, she said to me on the first day, if I don't win, I just want to come fifth. <laughs> what is this fifth thing? <laughs> no, they, they just get good, like a decent career after it, I think. I don't know what. Fifth place in things gets better gigs. Yeah. I need you to explain, actually, uh, the whole setup of what RuPaul's Drag Race is. Oh, yeah, of course. Is it, is it amateur drag queens or rude (laughs) (laughs) no as in like are you already working drag queens or yeah is it right how does it work so basically every single reality TV show combined there's sewing there's acting dancing singing uh, challenges and it's drag queens from around the UK who work 
like me. I, I worked five nights a week in a bar. They just apply and it changes their, their lives, basically. Because even being on the show is such a great platform uh, and you get so many followers and job opportunities that you wouldn't get normally. But basically, yeah, you apply and then you come to the show and RuPaul just decides if you're worthy to stay till the next week. What was your best round then? So I won a challenge that's pretty iconic. It's called Snatch Game. It's um, they do it every single, <laughs> they do it every single year, and that, it's like uh, sorry that word. So Snatch Game is a play on like a game show, but basically it's a celebrity impersonation challenge on the show. And I did Austin Powers, and I won. Gets yeah, a blast. Like, oh yes, baby. Do I make you horny? And then I did. <laughs> that's actually really good. Yeah. And then I took my wig off, and I was Doctor Evil. Oh, I'm, I'm freaking evil. It was great. That's good. So thanks. I need to re, 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 rewind it mm. straight back. Okay. What is a drag queen? So the basics of a drag queen is a female impersonator, like um, someone that dresses in women's clothes to entertain. But uh, I think it's grown a lot since then. Nowadays, anyone can do drag, and you're an example of that, you know. And Not overly convincing with, with your support there. Thank you, Blue. <laughs> you're uh, sort of uh, an example of that. Yeah, that anyone can do yeah, it. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so it's not just males performing as females anymore. It can be uh, females performing as females. Drag is more of an experience now. It's more of the thing that, uh, that you add to yourself to make yourself into this performer rather than to do with gender. It's past gender, it's an art form. Where does it come from? Who were the first drag queens? What they say is Shakespeare used to write D-R-A-G as dressed as a girl because you, women couldn't perform on stages. So it would be characters dressed as a girl, D-R-A-G. So when Joe uh, was about to be transformed blue and <laughs> you're his mentor, talk me through this whole process, how this man to my left, who uh, is rugged masculine physique... Mm draws admiring glances wherever he goes. How did we transform him into oh. a drag queen? We light a candle, we say a prayer. <laughs> <laughs> it was intense, but we did our best. Couldn't, I just couldn't bring myself to shave the beard. That was really marked down for it. me, wasn't it? Like, did you find glitter in your pubes for like the next three weeks after? <laughs> I've still got glitter in my anus now. How did you find it? I loved it. Good. I absolutely loved it. Trying it all on and experiencing it all was just so much fun. Mm. And I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. I think it was because it was really like freeing. The beard was the weirdest bit, I think. <laughs> Not the fake tits or the dress or anything like that. It was that the beard was still there. <laughs> I couldn't get rid of it. I haven't been clean shaven for 10, 12 years or whatever. Because you've got no chin. I've got no chin. Like I need the beard to actually shape my face. Well, I had my first makeup session with you, mm. didn't I, Blue? Yeah. It was a really bad attempt. It was. And you blamed the tools because they gave you a shit makeup <laughs> set to use. Yeah, it was someone like Ryan that was on set that day that went to the shop <laughs> to get all the crap makeup. From Poundland. Yeah. Fucking makeup. And, you just, <laughs> and then I did look, I don't know what I looked, I looked you awful. You look like Ursula. Brilliant. I, but with a beard. Right. Mm. I was in the makeup room chair when they were getting ready for the show for, like, two hours. Mm, like, it takes a long time. It was, they were plastering it, like, layer after layer after. Prit sticking my eyebrows. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> but at no point, it was really therapeutic. Was it? Why? Well, it's just quite nice, someone touching your yeah. face. I mean, the eyebrow bit with the Prit stick was a bit harsh. They were fucking really ramming it down, and it wasn't really soft with it. Uh, and then the glitter... Spray paint in my beard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. He's, he was hiding half my face with some paper to spray paint. And I just kind of said, what, what is that? Is that like special... Face glitter. Yeah, thing. they were like, no, it's just spray paint. I went, <laughs> what? What do you mean it's spray paint? They were like, it's gold spray paint. I was like, brilliant, cheers. Is that going to come out? They were like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you specialise in makeup, don't you? Yeah, that's my favourite part of the whole transfer formative process I've spent honestly like 10 hours before doing makeup because for me it's like a painting and I would do it for um, social media before I got on Drag Race I would do these incredible art pieces on my body and that's how I got a bit of a platform before I got on the show uh, so I love it and I was demanding that you got the best makeup artist in the room yeah. and luckily you did how did you choose Joe's dress? Marilyn Monroe a little bit what colours what colours are we talking? What style of dress? Marilyn Monroe. Well it was I think to offset how masculine you are, we had to go full pink, rhinestone, diamonded, everything. Uh, and yeah, it was a bit Marilyn. Diamonds are girl's best friend vibe. 
I Happy look, birthday to you. Why do you sound like Donald Trump? <laughs> <laughs> you need to watch it. No, my issue is you sound like Donald Trump singing <laughs> Happy Birthday to me. Don't do that. Yeah, we had head to toe pink, didn't we? Yeah. And the wig. Yeah. And then the eyes. Oh, what? They tried those... Um... They wanted to do a rhinestone lip. A what? Like a rhinestoned lip. They wanted to Oh, do... that was it. They put all these uh, all... diamonds, red diamonds all over my lips, like stuck it on. Give you a lisp. Gave me a lift, but I couldn't. I couldn't speak. Like they were like, "How's that feel?" And I was like, "Yeah, um, you know, I've got to speak during my act." And they were like, "Okay, we'll just see how it goes." I don't know why they've got a lift as well. Why has everyone in this story got a lift? This is making the point of the lift. But then I started like they started falling off, and I was inhaling them, and I was like, "These have got to go." So they just chucked more glitter on it. Barnet, what's the barnet look? Uh, the barnet they put on one of these like really tight bald caps. Which it was probably unnecessary. <laughs> it was unnecessary. But... <laughs> it was a bit granny for me. <laughs> I probably would have had you a bit more glamorous. I wanted you with a top hat. How did you feel, Joe, then, when you saw yourself for the first time in the mirror in your full get-up? I felt uh, like I couldn't breathe because they'd put a corset on me that at one point actually put their foot on my ass to tighten. <laughs> and you know that moment, like the same way, yeah, it's awful. And these Big old boobies, like huge, big old bits of they were prosthetic boobs. Is that were they the tits you'd always hoped for? Uh, yeah, I think they were. I think I'd, I'd always thought about like having massive ones. Yeah, but I think that would have really hurt my back. These were like a good size, and so you actually did quite well out of it. I actually did, yeah, and I felt great. I had to put four pairs of tights on. Mm. I think because I'm fat, they needed to shape me a little bit more, okay. and like all my wobbles had to like be firmly tucked in you know like the corset and all that like, and then they were like this bit's hanging out mate we need to tuck it in it's like brilliant no, that's my over is hanging out, yeah. like that's just little bits <laughs> just keep being tucked in and then I felt great I felt like I'd become like a character I've always wanted to be on stage growing up I always wanted to be on stage and you can tell perform so then when I was like I was like Moving all my hands. Oh, and it gave you a new body language, did it? Blue was trying to teach me a little mm. bit of... Um, fingography. Fingography, that was it. <laughs> Hang on, what's fingography? Just a made-up term for all the little... Super. It's like jazz hands. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've for most of my life, been an expert in... Oh, yeah. <laughs> fingography. <laughs> like, really, really good. With your fingers, they're like little chipolatas. Really good. I'm really good Is at fingering. secret? Oh, yeah. I'm really good at it. Whereas fingography, I was a little bit... <laughs> it's taken a turn, hasn't it? <laughs> it's a different isn't it? I always had this, like, um, my classic dance move was the flower. Yeah. I'd build oh, yeah. it up and then... Open your hands above your my face. my hands above my head and then just, like, a thing in there. Petals opening. And you just finger, like, finger in the air and just... You've really got to get into it, haven't you? If you, if yeah. you don't, like, let yourself go, you kind of end up being a bit, like... Well, you're just a bloke in a dress then. <laughs> I think a lot of that is the process because it takes so long to get ready. You, you have a lot of time to mentally check into the role. I always say it's like Halloween whenever you're... Normally, you wouldn't go up to someone's house and knock on the door. But when you've got a mask on and there's sweets there, then you go up and knock on that door so So easily. it legitimizes a different form of behavior. I think so, yeah. That's my favorite part about it because, to be honest, like normally I'm just like a chill person, pretty shy, and um, once I get into drag, I just it just gives you such an empowerment. That's it's quite nice, isn't it? Who are the biggest drag queens in the world? RuPaul. We'll start with RuPaul. RuPaul. Who is obviously host of Drag Race, but was before one of the first kind of... She was in the charts. She had her first a song. She worked in New York. What was years. the song? Uh, Supermodel of the world. It's from the 90s. They put it on sometimes at Pride in Marks and Spencer's if you're ever in Marks and Spencer's in July or June. Why Marks and Spencer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's part of their playlist. <laughs> I didn't even know Eminem had music. What the fuck is that? <laughs> You've coming out with all these facts and then you go, they put RuPaul's song from the 90s on in Marks and Spencer's well, during Pride, if you're ever in Marks and Spencer's you know, during Pride. Some days you're just in for a meal deal and you hear RuPaul over the sound system, you know what I mean? <laughs> but yeah, she's not the only iconic drag queen, though. I mean, there's there's some from the UK. There's like Lily Savage. That's the only one I remember. Dia Medna. The Australian with the glasses. Yeah. Divine, who is a, a drag queen from uh, years and years ago. She did like 
these cult classic films. Um, she did the original version of Hairspray, if you know the musical. She With was, John Travolta? Well, she was the John Travolta character oh, before. Oh, she was the original. Yeah. Right, I need to have a little break. <laughs> okay, so we can have some ads and then we'll come back. Oh, there's ads? There's ads. Ooh. Shrink the Box is back for a brand new season. This is the podcast where we put our favourite fictional TV characters into therapy. Join me, Ben Bailey-Smith, and our brand new psychotherapist, Namone Metaxas. Hi, Ben. Yes, this season we're going to be putting the likes of Tommy from Peaky Blinders, Cersei from Game of Thrones on the couch to learn why their behaviour creates so much drama. So make sure you press the follow button to get new episodes as soon as they land on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Shrink the Box is a Sony Music Entertainment original podcast. Those were the adverts, Joe. There was one element of your costume you didn't mention, and that is the process that I believe Blue is known as the tuck. Oh, I actually have been questioned a lot about your tuck over the weekend. Pardon? I think you went down quite a storm with the LGBTQ plus community. I don't know if you saw it, but I saw many people thirst over a bit of Joe. Thirst, thirst. Is the right word. Thirst, I think, is the word. And um, they asked if I had any hands-on experience with the tucking process, which thankfully I didn't. Should we explain what the tuck <laughs> is, John? I just, I need, I need to have another break just to <laughs> have a little debrief in my head about that whole sentence you've just said. I don't know how you didn't see any of it. I'm a niche market. I get quite a lot of bare love. Oh, that um, is the, yeah, that's the... You know, I get the odd dick pic sliding into my DMs or... We'd have a big hug from you, that sort of thing. And there was some positivity of it, but I didn't, no one mentioned anything about my tuck. Maybe it was in private messages, but don't worry, I assured them all that you're larger than life. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I had, not, I had nothing. No, no, you're not kidding. No, no, you're not kidding. Um, you, you mean I am larger than life, but you're not kidding. He's good with his hands because his fingers are bigger than his other. No, just kidding. <laughs> Fucking <laughs> no, I'm just You're kidding. throwing so much shade on me, darling. Oh, that's the that, yeah, that's the right term. Tucking is putting your penis, hiding it so, so yeah, that it does. It's a man for anyone that doesn't didn't get that already. So do so. I didn't tuck. I didn't need to. Yeah, enough. It's too small. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a genuine question. Well, a, it wasn't a genuine question a, at all. It was a piss take. A, it was too small. Yeah. But B, I had four pairs of tights on. Mm, that squashed it. It was just completely squashed. Mashes it down. Null and void, so you couldn't really see anything anyway. So when you tuck, mm -hmm. do you tuck in between? Like you tuck it behind for a mangina, or do you just like tape it up to your belly or something? <laughs> Funny you should say that. I actually walked in on my mum watching um, a documentary on Channel 4 recently that was like, my massive cock. And I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, love tree. I walked in on my mum. Exactly. Well, was she watching it in a private room? Or? I like the fact that like, she... I walked in on my mum. Um, it's great she's convinced you she was watching a documentary on Channel 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a documentary. Why are you um, watching it on your laptop, mum? She... <laughs> And, and they were strapping it to their leg is what I was going to say. For those of you that are squeamish, squeamish, maybe like skip 30 seconds because it is a bit traumatic. I had to stop doing it. Is um, it? Apparently there's cavities above your bollocks that you... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you, I know this. Before yeah. they drop. Yeah. So you push them back up in there and then take all the skin and wrap it around and then you duct tape it with like um, what you would use to like mend holes. It's like really strong duct tape. On the now empty scrotum? Yes, you, you pull all that back. Although I kind of just mash mine down because I wear a lot of tights. But some people like to get their legs out and they have to do the full experience. I could have done it. I'm sure I've mentioned this to you before, Tom. Your scrotal holes? Yeah, like in a game once, years back, where the second row like puts his hand between my legs in the scrum, we were getting drilled and he yanked me up and... I was like, oh, God, that hurt, like as if someone's fucking thingy. And then I was a bit sore. And as before I went to plod off, I had a quick check down there and I had a fucking massive panic attack. No balls. <laughs> My balls were, were gone. Though I swear to you, I had this empty sack and I was like, where the fuck are they? Like an old and I was like, bread. and then I pushed literally on your fupa, your fat mm. upper penis area. <laughs> and, and I pushed it and they just both went pop, pop, whew, and came back down. Then I was like, oh my God. So then after the game, 
I was then trying to work out how that happened and was just there, like, putting them up and down, up and down. <laughs> like oh, a gross. child with a new toy. Yeah, and then that's kind of been my party trick ever since. I don't go to many parties anymore, but... <laughs> got banned. <laughs> ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. If I'd have known that, I'd have done Ooh. that, but I wouldn't have used the duct tape. Plus, you wouldn't want to sit like that for hours and hours. It was, uh, it's grim. I actually had to go to the doctors because I, I was doing it for so many, uh, so much that I started to get like a pain in my uh, balls, and I had to go get it checked out. But so I'm, you, it's all good. So you don't tuck now. You just mash and then put your tights on. Yeah. To be honest, I'm a grower, so you know, <laughs> you, you, okay, it's easy good. to hide. Yeah, we're all growers, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Easy to hide. Plus, yeah, all those tights they just flatten it out. Should we talk about your stage name, Joe? Uh, yeah. I didn't get to. We didn't get to choose it, really, did we? Well, we wanted to do something with Rose because it's like the England flora, right? Flora, something like that. I had Mystique Balls, <laughs> you know, like Mystic Ball. Uh, but we ended on Trixie Turnover, which apparently is rugby related. I wanted Annie Rose, but spelled A N N dash He H E. <laughs> yep. Rose, like a boner. <laughs> oh, that was that was the gag. I thought it had to be sort of like, I was just amazed meeting all the queens that the amount of filth just chucked about, all the euphemisms, innuendos, mm. just constant. And I was in my element. I was like, this is absolutely <laughs> fucking great. And then I was like, can I have Annie Rose, like the boner joke as my stage name? And they were like, no. How did you come up with Blue Hydrangea? Oh, there's a very, there's like, two different versions of this and one is like my TV version that I tell people and then one is the actual version uh, but the TV version is that uh, my grandmother told me that you have to plant hydrangeas with a rusty nail to turn them blue uh, something to do with the soil and I loved that story of something going from a rusty dirty nail into a big beautiful blue flower Is that a true story? Elements are true Main but you know, bullshit well, well first of all is it true that you do turn hydrangeas blue by putting a nail in the soil. If it's not true, then I've been telling people that lie for, <laughs> for too long. Uh, I think someone would have corrected me. Yeah, it's bound to be true. Okay. The real version is that I just had a... Fr I, I used to have a blue fringe to be cool. Ooh, and gay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, people used to call me blue and then uh, some gay just called me blue hydrangea and then it stuck. But I prefer the other story because it makes me look very wholesome. So they do this thing on Drag Race called Meet the Queens, which is like a little interview just to get to know you before you go on the season. And I remember everyone thinking that I was such a sweet little angel. And then the show came out and you they all realised that I was quite the opposite. But it was nice for a while that people <laughs> thought I was a lovely person. <laughs> what are some of your favourite drag names? Blue? Oh, there's one that I, I, quite, I quite like um, and I've heard it on a few queens um, and it's Cara Van Park. Mm. It's good, right? Yeah, really good. Uh, there's Belle... And <laughs> just as simple as that. <laughs> yeah. Bell. End. Yeah. First name Bell, second name And. Not even subtle. Well, that would have been a good one for you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> um, there's always an innuendo, you know. There's always like the bumps, and I think that's the fun of it because if you have a funny name, then you've already got the audience on your side. Blue. At this point in the show, either Joe or myself or both of us give a shout out to our patrons. We wondered if we could do it slightly differently this week. And when we announce the patron, you give them a drag name. Okay. If I give you the list here, the first one's Tom Anderson. Yeah. The way to do it, Joe, is you'd say, Tom... Anderson. You're struggling today, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'll be honest. <laughs> I may be struggling from a professional point of view, but I am not struggling from a personal <laughs> point of view at all. Blue, if you would like to take Ooh. it from the top... This episode is sponsored by the following Dragtastic Queens. Tom. Uh, Mercedes-Benz. What? You need to say surname now. Yeah, but his surname's not Mercedes-Benz. No, that's a drag name. What is going on with I you? just like, I thought he sounds like a bloke, so it needs to be after a car, right? Where have right? you got Mercedes-Benz from? Well, there is a list here for me to choose from, but I thought I'd try and make some up. Oh, okay, right. Do you know, but the only way we're going to make this particular item work is if Joe says nothing for a couple of minutes and you and I do this. So <laughs> I'm on. going to read out the patron's yeah. name when you then give us the nickname. Okay, yeah. Tom Anderson. Uh, Mercedes-Benz. Kyle Lewis. Kylie... Minjo. <laughs> Ian Miller. Uh, Ian Filler. Fill her. 
Marcus Partridge. Joe, you have a go. Alan. <laughs> That's your last go. <laughs> Blue, back to you. Daniel Hutt. Danielle Smut. <laughs> or Slut. Or Slut. Mate, yeah. that is offensive. Yeah. You don't use that word. Ben Joyce. Ben Dover. <laughs> yes. No. Daniel Beers Baker. Daniel Beers Drinker. This is just isn't drag names. They're just making fun of their actual name. <laughs> Holly Soundy. Holly Holly Soundy. Uh, Holly Poundy. Holly Poundy. Yeah, I like that. Holy. Uh, no, I'd go Holy Pounding. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> I wasn't sure you were still allowed to do this game. John Walton. I don't know. Nice. No, a bit shit, isn't it? John. Nate. Jim. Bob. John. Nate. Jim. Bob. Walton. John Swallerton. John swallows a ton. <laughs> yeah, that's good. John's John. That's good. John at Jen. Jen. Jennifer swallows a ton. <laughs> that's nice. Of cum. <laughs> no, that's not so nice. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> David Darking. Davina. Something. Do- Davina Dogging. Docking. What's docking? Just we'll leave it a dogging instead, and then we, you don't have to explain. No, docking's fantastic. Docking blue was uh, a phrase that we were introduced to Joe on the episode with a sex worker. Reed. Read. Yeah. I didn't know what docking was, neither did Joe. Docking, Joe, how would you explain it? You now? put, you put, your... no, without using the word penis. Yeah, okay. You put your flaccid member inside another flaccid member's foreskin and wait for it to get hard. You said it was fantastic. How do you know? The description of it. You should always try things before <laughs> you buy. We're going with David Darking, Davina. Dogging or docking. Docking. Well, yeah. now we've learned something. Davina docking. Bob Hope. <laughs> he's, dead. Not... he's dead, isn't he? Yeah, Different I was going to say. Different Bob. Oh. <laughs> Drop. Soap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and finally, Matthias Reggie Alcane. That's a drag name already. It's <laughs> dead, <laughs> isn't it? Goodness. And if you'd like to read the last line, Blue. To be like all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash Joe Marler Show, become a fabulous official sponsor, and sashay away today. I'm so glad you've come onto that. Like, I, I want to talk about some of the drag lingo. Mm. So, sachet away is what? So, when you leave Drag Race, that is the exit line. That is like sachet away. I think sacheting is like the way in which you walk. So, it's with a do you sash. You have to have a sash. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it's got nothing to do with wearing a sash. In fact, quite the opposite. When you leave Drag Race, you leave with nothing, oh. even a sash. Oh. You leave with tears. So, it's a polite way of saying fuck off. Pretty much. But doing it in like a sexy, elegant way. Yeah. Sashay. So you're, it's like a runway walk, like sashaying. What, what else have we got? There is reading, which you touched on earlier, which is when someone reads you. It's like when men or people, you know, when they slag each other off. It's all in jest. So it would be like, um, Joe, uh, I thought you were good uh, on Queens for the Night, but really they should have called it Queens for the Shite. <coughs> Yeah, I'll go, Joe. Yeah, I, I, yeah, you did really well on the the RuPaul, RuPaul's Drag Race season one. If if doing good was coming fifth, well, we've established actually that fifth is quite good. So what's shade? Shade is uh, the opposite, I think, where it's not in jest. Shade is a bit more catty. Give us an example. Um, it could be like Joe Queens of the Night wasn't the only thing you lost that week because you lost that game. Do you remember? Oh yeah, the semi final. Try something harder with him. You got a tiny cock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of other ones. Um, There's like Butch Queen, which is what you would be because you're more Butch. There's Baby Queens who are new to it. What sort of queen would Tom be? A femme queen. (laughs) Because I could imagine you being a little dainty thing, you know, when you're in drag. Tell me something about yourself that you would maybe base your drag persona on. He's got an incredible old. Um, encyclopedic... Oh, yeah, geographical. Maybe yeah. that could be your drag name, Gia. Geographic imagery. Ge- like geographic that. imagery? Yeah. As your drag name? Bit saucy. Then what are we doing to him? So maybe your outfit could be made out of maps and you could have two, like the UK and Northern Ireland as your tits. Why don't I have geographical landmarks as my tits? So my left tit could be the dome of St Paul's Cathedral. Mm, nice. And my right tit... The Millennium Dome. Perfect. So my right tit is the Millennium Dome yeah. with the full structure. And then works. on your crotch you have the shard? No, you can't have the shard. One of the tallest buildings of Britain. You can't have the shard. The gherkin. 
<laughs> just pitching your knob as a gherkin now. Can't get it out my eyes. So good, really good. Okay, so gherkin penis, left tits, St Paul's, right tit, Millennium Dome. What else? Yeah, and then it's just all about glamming that up. Like, how do you make that more than just covering your tits and landmarks? <laughs> right, what would be your skill, Tom? What would you be your? You know, what what do you hold? Correct me if I'm wrong here, Blue, because some of the drag acts that I've seen, there's a lot of karaoke or there's a lot of singing along yeah. or miming. Mm-hmm. Perhaps something down those lines? You absolutely could, yeah. We, well, we call it lip-syncing, miming. What would be a good tune to choose? Been Around the World and I, I, I. Lisa Stansfield? Yeah, because it's Superb. Go on, then. geography. So, so we No, wait. Confusing instructions. We're here. <laughs> Go on, then. Stop. <laughs> I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> so... You're called Geo. Gia. Gia. Graffy. Geography. We're I like geographic, actually. Yeah, That's geographics cool. mm-hmm. with three X's. With an X, yeah. Oh, I like that. Okay, yeah. geographics. Uh, you're all dressed up now. You've got your makeup, you've had your eyebrows. Fuck, they'd take a lot of prick sticking for those eyebrows, mm. mate. Oh. Weird. you got some big old slugs on you. I've only just noticed. you got some big old <laughs> slugs on you. That shade. Yeah, yeah that some, is. Yeah, here we go. Okay. All done up now, your hair, like, they've got it plugged and put a thing yeah. on it. Now you've got to do, part of it, we had to come up with a bit of a voice, didn't we? You know, Ooh, trying yeah. to feminise the voice a bit more. For his... Wait, can you do some of yours first? The art of magic <laughs> is about making dreams a reality. He's such yeah. a natural blue, isn't he? Now that you're an expert in geography, you've got your tits and your uh, gherkin, mm-hmm. your dome... You now need to do your voice. You could open it to the audience and they could ask you to name the capital of each country and we just shout countries at you and then you <laughs> dramatically tell us what. Let's give it a go. I actually don't know. <laughs> don't know we don't country. need to know the capitals. We say the country. Oh, okay. Oh, he okay. then goes with Yeah, and you really voice. pump this up, yeah. okay? Do you, do you need a practice off-grid? Off, off-grid? Uh, off You're the one who needs the practice. <laughs> All you've got to do is name a country and you're stalling. All right. Scotland. Edinburgh. Oh, that was a bit of a weak attempt. Was it? Go on, Camp- keep going. Camp- yeah. right. Higher pitch too. Okay. okay, Italy. Rome. <laughs> <laughs> too much better. or better? I think it was better. France. Paris. Oh, okay. oh. <laughs> now he's starting to get into it. Yeah, you can let, you know, like Paris. Oh, yeah, exhausted. Get, get yeah, like, rid of the gruff. You've, you're still going, Paris. Paris. Yeah, it's a bit yappy. You're, you're, okay. you're feminising the end rather than feminising the whole thing. Luxembourg. <laughs> Luxembourg City. <laughs> <laughs> Why does that always go to David Attenborough? Yeah, he's, I've gone deep. Luxembourg City. Here in Luxembourg City. <laughs> yes, that's exactly how you sounded. Russia? Moscow. Mm. I've gone deeper again. Yeah, what? higher. <clears throat> Moscow. It ended up that's deeper again. That's the same. <laughs> I'll, I'll try one for you, okay? Guatemala. <laughs> Ryan, can you give me the capital? Okay, and then stitch it. So ignore the lark. <laughs> Guatemala City. Oh. That is good. Okay. Wow, that's so my drag just, daughter just, right there. Here's one more for you. I'm going to write down the answer because you won't know. Test me. Mongolia. I'm writing it down for you. Not go to school, no. <laughs> a, is that a U or V? It's a U. Yulan Bator. Yeah, that's good. Joe, I'm going to give you one more country. And Joe, Madagascar. The capital of Madagascar is Antananarivo. <laughs> Antananarivo. Antanana. Antananarivo. I knew we'd end up there. Antananarivo. <laughs> it reminds me of, do you remember when we first met and, and I told you it was magic and you had this weird thing that you'd say? Anavu or something. Iranu. Yeah. Ivavu. And you had no idea. Yeah, no. I forgot that you were 10 years younger than me and had never seen... Did you get the reference? I do because I'm very old, yeah. Shooting stars, no? Oh, no. The dove from above. Iranu. Ivavu. (laughs) Would you say that I took to drag quite naturally? Oh, absolutely. Leading question. Desperate, certainly <laughs> for a compliment. For well, that. yeah, well, thank you ever so much. Does my bum look big in this? Yeah, thank you ever so much. Um, yes, I think you did. And I think uh, the response in, from the audience 
they, they clearly loved you. Mm. I, I heard a lot of people saying that you should have been on the podium, and I agree. All right, that's l- enough about me, funnily enough. I want to talk more about Josh mm. and Blue. Mm-hmm. First of all, when did you start drag? So I started whenever I was 19. I went to university to study animation, and in all of my books, I would be drawing drag queens, so I really wasn't paying enough attention. So I dropped out, and my partner... Johnson, who you know, he's lovely. He, he signed very me. Lovely. He's lovely. He signed me up for a makeup course, and from then on, it just kind of spiraled into wearing the makeup. So this was at nineteen. You hadn't done any dressing up, or I never, tried on any no. women's clothes younger. To be honest, I always had stage fright because whenever I was in in primary school, I was I was the third wise man, and one day the second and the first wise man both who had lines uh, both called in sick. So I had to pick up their lines and it just traumatised me, to be honest. You had to have a conversation with yourself. I had to have three different tea towels on my head in one night. It was very traumatic. So I didn't really have a, a, a want for the stage, but I watched, I remember turning on Channel 4 whenever I was about 11. It was past my bedtime and Drag Race was on. And I, I went, ran into my mum and I was like, what is this? She was watching a cock like, documentary on Channel 4. <laughs> she was. <laughs> <laughs> she had that on and then quickly turned it over and then there's this Drag Race and you're like... Mummy, I'm so confused right now. <laughs> a lot of things to go through in one night. Uh, but yes, she told me to go back to bed. Uh, and I did, and I, I watched the show until the end. And it was just very eye-opening for me because it was people being their authentic selves on, on television that I had never seen before. Uh, so through high school, I kind of secretly watched this show and followed all the queens. And it really informed me as a queer person. And I mean, when you love something so much, you kind of want to try it. So whenever I became an age to branch out and not be afraid of bullies at school or whatever, then I kind of dipped my toe in it. So when you say you, you watched all this secretly, mm-hmm. why, why, why were you so secretive about it all? Well, one, because it was past my bedtime. So it was like that kind of thing where you have like your, you know volume on one, sitting close to the TV so you can intake all of it. But also because Northern Ireland is pretty uh, traditional, that's the word, old-fashioned. And I I think my parents had this kind of uh, thing against gay people or anything different, really, which they don't anymore. So I used to download the episodes and then I'd hide them in like, do you know, like on your laptop, you'd have folders that have folders in them. Uh, folders in them. Oh. I'd like properly... Babushka folders. Yeah, really. Babushka. Um, like a Russian doll. It's Russian dolls. You know, and there's a little doll inside a bigger doll and then inside the medium doll there's another doll. They're called babushka dolls? Yeah. I just thought they called Russian dolls. Or that, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so I used to hide them in, in deep in folders and watch them religiously. And yeah, then whenever I was like 18 or I started dating Johnson and came out to my parents and they were fine with that. Then a year later, I needed to come out to them as a drag queen. Uh, and they were a bit more sketchy about that, but more so because they were just worried for me, which is a normal parental worried thing. Worried because... I mean, as I say, Northern Ireland's very traditional, very old school. I mean, you never know what could happen on the streets. Hate crimes and stuff. I said that so casually. <laughs> it does still happen, hate crimes uh, across the UK, not just in Northern Ireland. So uh, their fear was absolutely correct. Uh, but uh, luckily it's never happened to me and, and they now know how good I am at it. My dad actually said, as long as you look good and you're making money, I don't care. That's such a dad comment, isn't it? <laughs> listen, son, yeah. listen, as long as you're decent at it and you can earn an honest crust, you have my stamp of approval. Yeah. Why drag? I think I saw freedom in the performers that I saw on, on TV that I didn't have being uh, in the position that I was in. So that definitely was an attraction to it. I, I wanted that for me. But also I think it's just, it's just really freeing and I was an artist. I've always been my entire life. So it just seemed like it was everything that I loved all in one. So it would be silly not to at least try it. And the first time I ever tried it, I, I, the stage just give, oh, gives you that more, feeling. Tell us more about that, about the first time you did it on stage. So I looked horrible, to be honest. I looked worse than you did in drag. Crikey. <laughs> and that's reading. Um, uh, Ridiculous. But yes, so I had this awful grey wig. Um, I did a, a, like a polka dot dress. I put up a photo of it on my Instagram actually uh, yesterday. because it. Oh, I saw timeline. it. Is it, are um, you stupid Johnson? Yeah. Yes, he, you look horrific. <laughs> I did. It's awful. Bad. I thought it was a Halloween party. <laughs> it oh. did look like a Halloween party. No, that, that, well, that's reading. <laughs> well, actually, that's a good point because normally Halloween or Gay Pride is when drag queens start. But I uh, in Belfast, they have these open drag stages for like, like an open mic, uh, but for drag queens. It was, it was a great experience. I learned a lot. Uh, I wasn't great, but I loved it enough to graft at it. 
and it, it is a lot of work. It's a lot. It's a lot of money too, because makeup's expensive, hair's expensive, the costumes. But I was on my little budget, and I tried to make it work. And when you have the love for something, it, it always does turn out. And good. now you've got big budgets, and you, your Instagram is just full of some of your transformations, and they are <laughs> incredible. Thank you. Like, mate, we're gonna sit and just scroll, and you'll just be like, wow. This is incredible. You'd be like, that one's for the wank bank? That one's for the... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll be doing some docking over that one. Um, maybe move on to some dogging. Um, and then just maybe have a nap. Will you always be Blue Hydrangea? Like, once you've found your drag look and your name, do you stick with that for your whole life and career, or can you change it up? It's good for branding, definitely, to keep your name. But I think maybe if I if I don't find a more stable job in the future whenever all this 15 minutes of fame ends, I will probably just become like a Mrs. Brown's Boys kind of drag queen that just looks really rough and makes awful jokes and everyone goes, <laughs> you know, like points and laughs. I'll be happy enough with that. But yeah, I love Blue and I think she's around for as long as I can make money off her. <laughs> Blue, there is something that you might be able to help us with before you go. Okay. So when we do our live tour of the Joe Marler Show next year, Ooh. our show in Glasgow, Joe, is to be called... Eurovision. Eurovision. Is that a working title or is that actually it? Eurovision. Eurovision. Blue, do you know any drag queens who may be able to help us out in Glasgow by coming along on the night of the live show? Oh my goodness, so many. There is Lawrence Cheney, who is a winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 2. Scottish. Yep, she's from Glasgow. I used to perform bingo. with her there. She, oh, she'd give you a run for your money though, Joe. She's uh, oh, bingo. She's uh, venomous with her lips. <gasps> not not in a sexual way. She's just very... <laughs> she's, just, she's a comedian. She will... She's venomous with her lips. Yeah, she'll read you to filth. That sounds like an excellent segment on the show, possibly the opener. Yeah. Read me to filth? Yeah. Cool. I'll take a bit of that. <laughs> oh, I'll take a bit of That's that. Better. Thank you. Sorry, that was softer. But yeah, she's from Glasgow. She's very talented. All right, what was her name again? Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney. Or you have to say it in Scottish, so Lawrence Cheney. Roland. Oh. Not Roland. Roland. <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence. I can't. Oh. Lawrence Cheney. That's hey, it. You see you, Jimmy. Get you first. Is Martin coming for a, a ride in this fine Scottish... Oh, Martin in? Get in my belly. Get in my belly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Baby back, baby back, baby, baby back. back. <laughs> 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 what are we doing? End it. End it now. Josh Blue. Yes? It's been wonderful to see you again. Yes. It's been wonderful to listen to you again. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming on and telling us all things drag. Thank you so much for having me. Do you think, actually, maybe um, we'll get Trixie out again one day oh and Trixie and Blue unite? I mean, if you're up for it. One thing I will say is Joe's a sore loser. Or I noticed on that night, mm. the heels were straight off to the back. So I thought I'd never see Trixie again. Mate. Uh, Drags a lot, I know, I understand. I, I want Trixie to come back at some point. We can make that happen. We'll get, we'll get Trixie out again and then we might even... Might even invite Geographics. Gia. How are you spelling it? G-I-A, like the woman's name Gia. But that doesn't sound like geography. <sighs> Blue, it's been lovely to have you. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I loved it uh, just as much as I did working with you on the show. So thanks, Joe. <laughs> don't have Tom. to lie. Oh, fucking hell. Joe, I've just realised something. Is it that um, whenever you're trying to tell me something important or significant, your voice goes like this and you start talking like Attenborough. <laughs> Is it I that? think Attenborough would be more like this, Joe. Yes. Oh, he's from the north, is he? Place with rugby league for Wigan. I think <laughs> this penguin's about to die <laughs> because, unfortunately, his parents did not teach him how to swim. <laughs> and... <laughs> And and then one of his friends played a trick. His so friends? One of his penguin friends. Uh, As opposed to his seal friends. He was doing a hazing um, oh. ret retro-romanary ceremony. And uh, they tied breeze blocks <laughs> to his feet. His flippers. His flippers. And now he is at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> but why am I laughing? It's a tragic <laughs> tale. 
It's a very sad. What story. is what? What have you realised? Come on. So you know, Blue was doing those excellent impersonations of characters from Austin Powers. Joe, almost all the female characters in Austin Powers have drag queen names. No. Number one, Felicity Shagwell. Yeah. Number two, Foxy Cleopatra. What's what's the number thing? three? Hang on. What's that? Because... Heather Graham's one. Yeah, but, but is that because Cleopatra sounds like clitoris? <laughs> Not really, no. All right. What about a lot of vagina? Her name's a lot of vagina. I mean, this feels like we're actually doing the script now. Clearly, that's the joke in Austin Powers. Oh. Austin can't believe that she's, she's called a lot of vagina. I get it. <laughs> but why have we waited until Blue's left to then discuss that actually those were good drag names, bar the shit ones that we came up with? It's only just occurred to me, Joan. Oh, well, that's a shame. Did you enjoy Blue? Very much so. I really enjoyed seeing her again. She was fantastic. I really want you to... Maybe we should try and organise some sort of get-together again, but when she's fully dressed up. Yeah. She's another level. It's incredible. Seriously. It's a sight to behold. Great idea, Joe. If you would like to support the show that you've just been listening to, you can now subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Patreon and Amazon Music. For just a pound a week, you can get bonus content, including the Cauliflower Club with Joe Marler and Daniel Cole. Get ad-free episodes and Joe at the very same time. You will be... Growing the show. (laughs) (sighs) And if you would like to come to our live tour, tickets are also on sale. (laughs) Click the link in the episode description or search for... The Jomala Show live tour, exclamation mark. Would you like to know who's on our next episode, Joe? I would now like to ask you, Tom, who is on our next episode? Joe, it's a snowboarder. Someone who boards snow, unlike the poor penguin, who is now drowned in melted snow. (laughs) And that is what you call segueing. See you then. Goodbye. Crowd Network. A place where you belong. Sports Social Podcast Network.